0: True Crime
1: Broads
2: with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads with Rodden and Lawson. We're so excited that you're here with us. We're back in the studio and we have a fantastic guest today. We're going to introduce here shortly. But before we get started, Renee and I want to do our usual and share with you a really nice review we got. It was five stars and it says true crime at its best. Crystal and Renee are my source for all things Missy Beavers. They have kept the flame alive for six years and keep the extreme details coming. We all want love listening to two local Ellis County gals who keep us entertained and informed. The dedication these two put into the show is amazing. With both being so busy outside of the show. Thank you for all the billboard effort and all the great guests on the show. Can't wait to be a part of the show when the killer is finally caught. Cheers to you girls and keep them coming. And that was from our listener named Jason Whitener. That's really cool. He has his actual name on there. Most people have like a handle or something. So thank you so much, Jason. We really, really um, appreciate that. And Renee? Renee?
3: You know, um, I was just going to tell you, I've been uh, driving, driving and driving, and then um, the traffic is horrendous. The weather is crappy. (laughs) The clouds, it's, it's kind of like gloomy. So shout out to George. I'm sure he'll be excited to hear that it's uh, not bright and sunny. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> Our listener,
2: George, up in New York is always mad at us for having perfect weather. So, yeah. So George, this is for you. Happy.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a crazy week. It, for whatever reason, the last four Mondays, I've had to reschedule my business trips because of the rain i don't know what it is about monday and rain but it's been driving me absolutely crazy so i'm hoping that these april showers take a break in may which is around the corner and give us a little sunshine and and it doesn't have to get super hot that's my request anyway what about you
2: Oh yeah. It, you know, I'm trying to enjoy this weather while we can cuz it's in our highs are in the 80s right now and I know that a couple months from now we're going to be sweating bullets every single day, so I'm trying to enjoy this mild weather. I love how it's in the 60s in the evenings, you know. I do too. We're kind of like having we're kind of having that awesome Southern California weather that I wish we had year round, but yeah. we do get it a couple seasons a year, so we can't complain.
3: That's true. Um, I like the fall the best, I guess, cuz it's cooler.
2: <laughs> oh, I see our guest has entered the waiting room. Yay! This is exciting. Okay, Absolutely. I'll let you do your update, and then we'll pop off and then pop back on with our guest. Okay. Um, so
3: last week we, we did an episode, and we talked about a little incident that happened in Red Oak, Texas, where a person was seen at a local Denny's uh, walking around with full tactical SWAT gear, kind of just roaming the building, coming inside, looking around. And so my update is uh, that I was told that this person or persons, there might have been two uh, was actually coming back from a uh, paintball event which I found kind of strange because nobody talked about them having paint on them so they're either really awesome or maybe they were actually headed to the event but it was said that they were coming back from one so that's the update I find it weird and a little suspicious but that's just me what about you Crystal?
2: You know, the part that bothers me about that is, number one, why are you acting so darn weird and standing around, looking around with your helmet on and your face covering on, knowing that you're freaking everyone out?
3: Exactly. And why'd
2: you walk the perimeter of the building? Last time I said parameter on, the web, on our <laughs> program, and I just want to apologize to all the grammar freaks out there. I meant to say perimeter. And so... Yeah, and why do that? And you know what else is weird? Those early reports were that the person had police written on their outfit. So yeah. maybe that's not true. We'll have to get some more information. It's possible the update we heard might not even be correct. So right, yeah, we have to wait and give it some more time. Well, I just informed our uh, guest that we're about to let him in. So I All guess right. we better we're gonna pe- we're gonna piece out for a second while we bring him on, and we're very excited. You Want to go ahead and say who it is? Yes, AJ Tucker. AJ Tucker. Most of you know him as a local trainer, and he's been with Camp Gladiator, the same as Missy, but he also does self-defense classes. He's done all kinds of training and personal training, so we are so excited to have him here on True Crime Broad, so stay tuned. We're about to get started. All right. Thanks again for sticking with us here at True Crime Broads, and we are back. And today we have the fantastic A.J. Tucker with us from Ellis County. Many of you know him as a local trainer, and he's been with Camp Gladiator, same as Missy. He's done self-defense classes. He does all kinds of personal training, and he'll tell us some more about himself here shortly. Welcome to True Crime Broads, A.J.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
2: Yeah, we're so excited to learn about safety tips. And, you know, I like we were saying before we got on, uh, 72% of our listeners are female <laughs> and a lot of them are local. So they might want to come to your classes. So we just wanted to hear a little bit about things that women can do to keep themselves safe in this crazy world we live in.
0: Oh, yeah, Def- definitely a crazy world. People are saying like, oh, my God, it's so crazy now. It's always been crazy. We just didn't hear as much about it. Like that's a lot of true. the things that's happening, just didn't hear as much about it. So um, I'm going to go into it book first. I'll just uh, tell you a little bit about myself and how I got into self-defense, if that's okay.
2: Yes, please do.
0: So for me, I started thinking about self-defense when I was five. My mom, she was in an abusive relationship wow. and I saw my dad choke her out unconscious, my, uh, my, my biological father. And so fast forward a year later, I'll give you a short version. Fast forward a year later, I'm walking down the street. My parents are separated at the time. And then he comes up and he's like, hey, do you want a Happy Meal? You wanna go to McDonald's? And I'm like, sure. So I hop in the truck and we go to McDonald's, get a Happy Meal. But at the time we lived in Virginia. From there, he took me from Virginia all the way to Kansas. And nobody really knew where I was or anything like that. And so a lot of times when uh, we think about it like women, ask me questions about self-defense. They're always thinking about stranger danger. But one thing I want them to know, and, and most of them notice already, is 75% of attacks or situations come from someone that you already know. And so when you think about kidnappings, you're thinking about some random person from a car, drug cartel jumping out of the car and grabbing you. And that happens, but it doesn't happen as much as you think. It's more uh, from someone that you that you know, someone that you're, that, that you're already acquainted with.
2: Wow. And
0: yes. so so fast forward, luckily they found me. I remember being in the room, the police kicking the door, they grab him, they grab me, go to the police station. I stay in a home for a day and from there my mom, she comes to get me. We fly back to Virginia. We go to court. He goes to jail for a very short time and then in that time we pack up everything, hop in the car and leave. And so we drove from Virginia. Well, she drove. I was too young to drive. So, <laughs> uh, we drove all the way from Virginia to Texas. And stayed with my aunt, and luckily there was no Facebook, there was no internet at the time. But you know he was definitely looking for us, and so I, I would think about that. So I, I would say for a good eight years, I would uh, do pushups and I would throw punches, and I'm like, okay, if he finds us, I want to be I want to be strong enough so I can Aww. defend myself. And so fast forward to 2000, uh, 2021, or I'm sorry, two thousand and one, not twenty twenty one, two thousand and one. I go into the army as a combat medic. And I knew what I was gonna be dealing with. It was 9-11 at the time. Um, I knew I was gonna be deployed. And you know, we, we trained, we trained for emergencies. But what I didn't know is some of the stuff that I saw, how they treat women in other countries. Women are way down there and men are way up here. I know they can't see me in a podcast, but you guys can. Wow. Um, witness a lot of stuff i can't really talk about but it really just bought back a lot of things and made me think about self-defense i got out of the army in 2005 and i went into the fitness industry and i was in the dallas area 90 percent of my clients were women in between the ages of 25 and 35 and they lived alone and so i would you know i'm sitting here trying to get them ready for the summer uh you know get fine for summertime and all that fun stuff <laughs> right. and, and they're asking me questions they're like hey you know this happened to me or You know, I was at the bar and this guy followed me or my boyfriend grabbed me like this. How do I get out of this? What do I do when this happens? And so in 2005 is when I started. I started teaching self-defense. My background is in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I have my black belt. uh, I got my black belt in 2015. Um, And at the beginning, I used to use a lot of jiu-jitsu and a lot of uh, moves and stuff for my self-defense. But then I would tell them to do it. And I realized that a lot of these moves takes months of practice, even years of practice before you're able to pull it off. And so even though the classes were fun, uh, the first class I ever did was at the uh, the Center of Dance. Uh, oh my goodness, what is it called? No, not the Center of Dance, I'm sorry. Uh, it's in Dallas. The name totally slipped my mind. The power is power something in Dallas. Mm-hmm. That name is gonna come back to me, but I, I showed all these arm bars and jujitsu moves and things of that nature and everybody loved it. But then when I told them to do it, they couldn't quite pull it off properly. And so I started thinking like, man, some of this stuff is too complicated. What if the the attacker is bigger than you? Um, And if you look at any competition, like a jujitsu competition, boxing or MMA or UFC, they have weight classes. Why do you think they have weight classes?
2: Oh, to increase your strength so that you can take on someone bigger?
0: No, 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 no. So in in these matches, uh, they have weight classes where if, if I'm in, like, if I'm a fighter. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean a class, football. like a category.
2: Oh yeah. yeah I got you. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: switched, I know. I know. I went from one subject all the way. No, to No, 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 no. That's team good. Sports. I got you.
2: Yeah. I got, I hear what so, you're saying. Yeah. I grew up watching boxing with my dad and my brother. So I should have known you meant that mm-hmm. kind of class.
3: I, I was on your page too. So
2: okay. Right <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, awesome. Yeah. So they have the classes to make the fight more fair.
0: To make the fight fair, right? Mm-hmm. And so, even if you have a really skilled boxer, uh, like one of the biggest names, like he's, he's polarizing, but one of the biggest names in boxing is uh, Floyd Mayweather, right? Mm-hmm. And so, he's he's very skilled, but he's only 147 pounds. If you put him against an unskilled boxer who's a professional and he's you know 225 pounds, he will most likely win because size does matter. Even though skill makes a difference, size does matter in a fight. Now. You watch a lot of boxing. Do you happen to watch the uh, UFC? Like some of the, like the MMA yeah. stuff? Like yeah, next... sometimes. So, so um, at the beginning, what do they do at the beginning of the fight? Right at the beginning, like when the referee pulls them together, what does he do?
2: Do they shake hands? I don't remember. They, I before they shake up. hands. I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the ref... Okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Yeah, the tell referee, <laughs> he brings the fighters together and he tells them the rules of the fight. Oh. Ooh. Do you know any of the rules?
3: No. I'm just going to say so, it all right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so it, I, I love, this is my, like, nobody notices part, but this is my favorite part of it because he says, you know, no eye gouging, uh-huh. no, uh, no kicks to the groin, no, uh, no fingers in any orifices. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. funny. You can't, you
0: can't pick your finger and jam it in their ear or in their nose, or you can't, um, uh, have you ever heard of the term fish hooking? So fish hooking is when you take your thumb and you put it in somebody's mouth and you, you rip. Um, oh, wow. So they say, no, they say no, you know, no biting. Uh, you know, we saw Mike Tyson do that, right? <laughs> right. Uh, <in> the <laughs> and so he was in a boxing match. He was losing the match. But when he started biting the ear, it kind of like, it shifted a little bit. They had, to, they had to stop the match. So why do you think um, they, give them, uh, they give them rules?
2: Um, so that no one fights dirty.
0: Right. But, but why, why, why wouldn't they just let them both just fight dirty and say, okay, you know what? You both can do anything you want. They used to do that when they first started, but why do you think they do that?
2: I guess just to prevent injuries as much as possible. Yes.
0: To prevent permanent injuries, bodily harm, and to prevent every fight from lasting about five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Every fight would last uh, a couple of seconds. And then whenever I asked you about the weight classes, I was like, why do they do that? And you said, so the fight can be fair. So that's a big thing that you want to think about when you're thinking about self-defense because in a self-defense situation, the fight is not fair. You are already at a disadvantage. And so whenever you defend yourself, you do not want to fight fair. You want to be as dirty and as unfair as possible to get out of a situation. You know what I'm saying?
3: That makes sense.
0: And so, in self-defense, I like to uh, break the classes up in three categories. So let me let me back up a bit. So, you know, I started teaching self-defense in 2005, 2006, and over that amount of time, you know, as I go into the study, um, I have a couple of friends who teach self-defense, and you know, look at you know police police reports and how things really go down, how women are actually grab, and how things actually start. You, we, you know, we put together a self-defense system and is, is very simplistic. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, smaller, weaker, uncoordinated, unathletic, there are still things that you can do to get out of the situations. according to studies, according to, you know, how women actually escape women who don't even know self-defense, uh, you know, they escape situations whenever they get into a situation uh, and, you know, as opposed to using fancy moves, you know. Um, so where was I? Where was I before I said that?
2: Um, we um, talk about, going oh, weird. about the doing the dirty moves, that the, yes. it's okay to do that in real life, whereas it's not yes. allowed in the professional fights.
0: Right. So whenever I teach self-defense, the first things that I teach is to do the things that they tell you not to do in a professional fight. But let me back up a little bit. So there's three categories. The first category of self-defense is the psychological portion. Uh, prevention, you know, prevent an attack before it happens. In my opinion, that's the most important part of self-defense possible. The second portion is the standing portion. What do you do if you you weren't able to prevent an attack, but you're standing, so they, they're approaching you, they've already grabbed you from the front or behind. Uh, what are the things that you can do? And then the third portion is the ground portion. Um, a lot of times, you know, in, in martial arts, unless you're doing jujitsu or wrestling or grappling, they don't really talk about what do you do when the fight goes to the ground? Because most things will go to the ground, especially if you've been blindsided, or let's say you know, you're know you in your car and somebody's already on top of you, or you're in your home and somebody's already on, on top of you, or you're in a situation where it's not a stranger, somebody that you already know, and all of a sudden they flip the script and they're trying to assault you. What do you do from the ground? And so those are the three categories that we have. Uh, but in prevention, what do you do right now to, so like all women, most women already have this plan. You, th- you There's things that you have to think about that men, we don't even think about at all. So what are some things that you do right now as far as your self-defense plan?
2: I walk, if if, if I'm alone, I have my keys in my hand and I walk like a soul, like fast, fast, fast. Like I'm power walking to my car if I'm feeling uncomfortable in any way. And I just jump in and lock the door as soon as I can.
3: I'm very aware of my surroundings. I'm constantly watching all around, you know, 360 everywhere I'm at. Is there anybody I need to be aware of looking at? And then I kind of like her run, you know, get pretty quick to my car, get in, lock the door
0: right and I'm and I'm not saying like you probably uh, prevented a, an attack that you didn't know about you could have but you probably even prevented someone from coming up to you you know someone that, that saw you and they was thinking about coming up to you and they just saw you know like your the, the, your gait, the way you walk you're looking around they was like you know what I'm not even gonna approach that person and so that's what you want to do like so being aware and being ready to be in on your guard sometimes that will deter an attacker. Uh, so that's the first layer you know just to stop an attack before it happens now let's say if someone were to come up to you or you were in a situation where you had to uh, use your words the the important thing is to look confident be ready be ready to fight and don't be afraid to raise your voice a lot of times especially especially women from my experience um you know um women are very apologetic you know they always say the word sorry I'm not talking i don't know about you two ladies but if you um, uh, you know, watch your, hang around your friends. And if you're out, I want you to count how many times they say, <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Have, have, you, have you noticed that?
3: That's right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, when I was a kid, I remember being in a friend of mine's, uh, parents car, we were mm-hmm. going somewhere and, um, I guess I was in the middle and he kept hitting me with the gear shift, my knee. And I told him I was sorry. Cause I felt like I was in the, you know, I'm in your way. I'm in your vehicle. He said, you don't have to say you're sorry. It's not your fault. And I said, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, see, you know? see? And so um uh, one of the things we do in our classes, we do a lot of uh role play. And I'll see you some I'll send you some videos too. We do a lot of role play where we first start with that part. Well, I'll I'll approach you and I might ask for money. I might say something or you know, strike up some type of conversation, and you have to use your words to back me off. Uh, but a lot of times. I'll come up and I'll say, hey, you know, can I get, you know, five dollars in the role play? And the first thing she'll say is, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. And just from doing that. So I so I'll stop the class because in the class, we're not allowed to say sorry. And it happens. <laughs> so I, give them, I give them a couple of strikes. But after a while, you know, I'll say, hey, uh, if you say sorry, you got to do some pushups. Or if you say sorry, if we get to the physical part where we're doing simulated attacks, if you say sorry, like let's say you accidentally hit me. I've been bitten before because when you get adrenalized, you you might hit me harder than you realize. And so when they do that, they'll go, Oh, I'm sorry. But if they do that, the attack starts over. And I go and I go a little harder. Uh-huh. Because whenever you, whenever you say sorry, it puts you in a weak position. Uh if you just notice your body language, your facial expression, just the way you feel, you you want to appease that person. And it already puts you at a disadvantage. Does that make sense?
3: That yes. does make sense.
0: And, and so I tell I tell women, hey, try to go forty eight hours without saying I'm sorry. Use different words and and see how difficult that is. Um, and so the the way you talk to somebody and one thing we say is, don't answer the person's question. You want you want to already have a couple of ready made things that you will say to someone if someone approaches you. And so somebody somebody approaches you and I'll get uh, explain why. So if somebody approaches you and say um, can I have some money? What What do you normally say?
3: I don't have any. Like what,
0: <laughs> you say, you don't have any. Yeah, I
3: don't <laughs> have any. Sorry. Uh,
0: and and, uh, and see, you just said sorry. Yeah, you just said sorry right there. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I knew
3: it You know, coming. normally
0: that 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 might work. You know, they might walk off and leave you alone. But have you ever had someone that was super persistent?
2: Yes. In my, and in what in did my you messenger do? all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, i I, I've, I've, I had someone yell at me, um, a homeless guy outside of a 7-Eleven in Los Angeles when I was a young person living there. I walked by and he said, have money. And I just started walking faster and opened the door. And he he yelled a couple of really rude names at me. And <laughs> I was just yeah. like, Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> and some of them will get aggressive and persistent. And how do you know? If the person that approaches you is a bad guy or a good guy, yeah. whenever they, whenever they're kind of persistent, do you, do you, can you tell the difference?
2: I just assume they're bad. Cause anybody that walks up to you and asks for money, it's rarely, in my opinion, if you're that desperate, go uh-huh. to someone, you know, better than, you know, me, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. So but what if they come up to you and they're nicely dressed? And, and they say something else that is not, they're not asking for money. What if they're just asking for the time?
2: That's true. That's like the Ted Bundy types. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how, so if Ted Bundy, you know, somebody who's very charismatic Mm -hmm. and they came up to you and I can't even come up with something, you know, some of the things they can come up with. What if they just come up with something and not asking for money? You know, what if they say, Hey, can I pray over you? You know, uh, I, I saw you and there's a, there's a light of, there's a light above your head. You know, you know, I, I feel like I need to pray over you real quick. You know, like,
2: right, right. how do
0: you know if that person's a good guy or a bad guy? Right, you know, right. when you think about self-defense, we're always thinking about the creepy looking homeless guy shuffling towards you.
1: That's true. That's
0: obviously scary, right? Mm-hmm. But what about the, the nicely dressed, clean cut, charismatic, um, you know, very smart person coming up to you? and and they know how to engage you they know how to make you feel comfortable how do you know that person's a bad guy
2: yeah you get your yeah. guard down then you're in trouble right that's true
0: you yeah you don't there's no way there's no way of knowing that that person's a good guy or a bad guy that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to get you mm-hmm. and so when someone comes up to you 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 don't want to have uh, you don't want to respond to what they're asking you you already want to have a ready made thing so they come up to you i can't help you right so if you say hey i don't have any money they can negotiate, they can say, hey, well, well, let's let's go to an ATM, let's do this, let's do that. Or if they ask some other question, then you, you're stuck trying to answer their questions. And sometimes it's almost like chess, they already know what you're gonna say and they already know their response. Fair so right. you don't know if that person, you don't know if that person is annoying, just being rude and persistent, or you don't know if that person's an outright danger and he's, he's planning on doing something. But if you say, I can't help you, and that person persists, then you know okay this might be a situation it it lets you it gives you a chance to uh be on your guard instantly instead of trying to negotiate back and forth with that person or you can simply say no you know you can simply say no look at them make firm eye contact and then if they continue hey i said i cannot help you you need to step away and you keep it nice and simple so in that regard it doesn't it doesn't matter if they ask for money It doesn't matter if they're trying to pray over you. Now, the thing is, the person has to pray over you, you might see that person in church on Sunday. That'd be embarrassing, but you didn't know. You didn't know, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So you keep it simple. You keep your answer neutral, but it's a firm, you know, hey, you need to back away from me. That's basically what you're saying to the person right off the bat. Does that make sense? It
2: does. That's really good advice. I have a tendency just to keep going and act like I didn't hear them. But if they get you in a position where you can't do that, I would definitely...
3: Yeah, and I'm really yeah. bad about not wanting to hurt somebody's feelings or, or not wanting to be rude, but at the same time, I don't want to stop and, you know. Yeah, you don't want to engage, right? Right, sure.
0: right. And in, mo- in most cases, that works. You know, like if you're in a place where it's kind of populated and you just kind of walk off, uh, that, that will work, you know. But what if, you uh, you know, you're in the grocery store, right, and, and, and they try to get your attention and you ignore them and they just simply follow you,
1: mm-hmm. then
0: what? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and so, scary. Yeah, you always want to have that firm. You know, I can't help you. Yeah, be prepared to just escalate uh, publicly. You know, like right before we got on this podcast, I saw a um, a story on on Facebook because people tag me in this stuff all the time. Where a woman, she was in, in a Walmart parking parking lot. It was so funny because when she uh, talked about this, she was saying that, uh, you know, hey, please don't say anything rude about the business. It's not about the business, but it's just the stereotypical. Oh, I'm in a Walmart parking lot. But anyway, she was <laughs> in the Walmart parking lot. And she saw these three teenage girls and this this man, you know, he was probably in his mid-40s. He walked up to the girls and was asking them out for coffee and this and that. And they said no. And when they got in their car, he was putting his head in the window and not letting them leave. And so she approached the man and, you know, she was like, you know, if, you were, if that was my daughter, you was doing that too, I would beat your, you know, just, you know, being really loud right. and drawing attention. And the guy in, ended up skittering off, you know what I mean? Because they don't want to get caught. And so, so that's you know one of the things that we go over. I know I'm going over it super fast, but when it comes to prevention, you know, watching out for yourself, basically what you said. But whenever they approach you, you want to have just ready-made answers. You don't want to engage. You just you cut it off as quick as possible, and then if they start escalating, you start escalating, especially if you're in a public place. Now, let's say if they come up and grab you, right? So. Um, you don't have to share this if you don't want to, but have you ever had just somebody just come up and just try to grab you or just try to you move you to point A to point B before?
2: No, not. No. no, I haven't. No.
0: Okay. So what do you think you would do? Like, let's say somebody asked you for money and then, you know, you said no, you escalated, you tried to back them off. And then they really just, they just came in like, and so what do you feel like you would do? Like, well, what is, is your If there was people planning? around,
2: I would probably scream. I would yell. Yeah. Cause stop. Yeah. Cause hopefully they wouldn't shoot. Sometimes I think, gosh, you don't want to yell because then they might shoot you or something. But if you're around that many people, they probably wouldn't.
0: Right. So yeah, public place. Um, and, and so they, so, so, yeah, let's say if they came up to you with a gun, if they came up to you with a gun, it's simple. If they ask for your stuff, you just give up, you just give them your stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to lose your life over stuff there's people out there that's on just amped up on drugs and they're coming off and they and they just desperate right and they, and they will shoot you they will just shoot you point blank but if they if they come up to you with a gun and they try to take you from point A to point B then you you simply cannot go um and there's there's stats out there over the last um I believe it's the last 40 or 50 years ever since they've been taking this stat if someone pulls a gun on you in public if they want to kill you do you think they're going to wave the gun in front of you or are they just going to do it? Right. They're just going to do it. Right. So if they're waving, if they're waving a gun in front of you, they're trying to get you to do something. So maybe it's, they just try to take your money. Okay, fine. They try to take your phone. Okay, fine. But if they try to take you somewhere, then you don't want to go. And if you were to just start screaming and you left, then the chances, what do you think the chances are based on, all the, the studies that they're actually gonna shoot. What do you think? Give me your percentage. Give me a number.
3: Twenty?
0: I was gonna you say like, I was gonna say like five five
3: uh, percent or less. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean twenty yeah. percent that they that they might do it, but that's still small.
0: It's it's a four percent chance.
3: Oh wow.
2: Oh wow
0: it's a four four percent chance. Now if somebody pulls a gun on you in public, don't look them in the eyes and say, There's only a 4% chance that you're going to pull that Like You don't want to do that. No. simply scream and run. You don't have to zigzag or anything like that. But if they're trying to take you to point A to point B, you can't go. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive because somebody pulls a gun on you. You're like, I'm going to do whatever this person tells me to do. I'm going to go wherever they want me to go because I don't want to get shot. Um, But if you go, let's say you go with the person that pulls a gun. And they were already planning on killing you. Or if, like, let's just say they they pulled a gun on you, you got it in with them, and you went from a public place to a private place. Mm. What do you think are your chances of survival? According to the studies over the last 50 years, what do you think your chances that you will survive that?
2: I don't know the number, but I've always heard that if you get moved from point A to point B, your chances of survival go way down. But I don't know the actual statistics.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not very Let's good at guessing,
3: but I'll, I was gonna say 20 again.
0: <laughs> Still low, <laughs> that's, your, that's your default. That's my default. number. You're all about, 80, you're all about 80, 20. Right? Uh, so the 80 right here. The number is less than one percent.
1: Good lord, mm.
0: so wow, if take you from a public place to a private place. That's scary, you have a less than one percent chance of survival. That's why when people are kidnapped and taken to point A to point B and then they survive, that's why it's a huge story. Because the odds are are just against you. And so if you put those two numbers up against each other, 4% chance he's gonna shoot at me if I just scream and run away. Or if I let him take me somewhere, less than a 1% chance I survive, then you you gotta play the odds. An attacker that kidnaps you with a weapon is never gonna say, man, you know what, Crystal? You were a good victim, so you know what I, I appreciate. You are so accommodating. <laughs> I was gonna kill you, but I'm gonna let you go, right? But in our minds, somebody pulls a gun. You're like, I'm gonna do whatever this person wants, so he doesn't hurt me more, right? You know, and so that the mindset that we have, it's uh, sometimes it's in the attack advantage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but let's say they don't have a gun. You know, let's say they don't have a gun. If somebody was coming up to you, and you knew they were going to attack. What right now do you feel like you would do? Besides screaming, screaming is great. Screaming is great. You scream. So let's say you're screaming, right? And mm-hmm. they're they're coming in. They're they're within three feet of you. What do I would, you feel like you?
2: I would run. Too. I was gonna say run. Yeah, you yeah. would I'm run. Trying to get away. But I would try to find a place to go, like a public. Like if there's a grocery store nearby, right. run in there. Or if run towards a, the people. Ideally, a police yeah. station. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, so, I would try to run somewhere I, that's safe.
0: Well, I was at. I, I said they're three feet. They're within three oh. feet of me. Mm. Yeah, and so you're so not they able can grab to run. you. Are they, yeah, you know, yeah. What are they get? They're getting ready to make contact mm. now. Now, here's the thing so far, yes, so I love the answer that you had so far. Screaming, running, getting to a police station, and and drawing attention to yourself. These things work time and time again. That's why, like, you don't hear about anything unless unless uh, you know like somebody somebody dies you know what i mean like there's so many times if you look it up like girl just escaped an attacker most of those stories will say man tried to grab girl girl screamed man ran it's Mm -hmm. it's super boring but it it shows you something that the the power of your voice right right but let's say it does get physical they have a hold of you what what are some things that that you have like what are some things you plan to do
3: use your hands and gouge their eyes.
2: I was going to say kick kick them in the groin because your legs, for women anyway, I think we don't, we're no match for a man with our arms, but I think your legs have more strength. And I would try to kick them in a, maybe a not very nice place to slow them down for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's all yeah. I can think of right off the top of my head. That's probably what I would do.
0: So both, both those uh, answers are right. Now there is a, there is an order of operation. Now, do you do you remember that order of operations in school? You know,
1: like-
3: yes, <laughs> so
0: defense, I give an order of operations. So there's there's primary targets, there's secondary targets. Um, be beware of the TikTok defense. There's a lot of uh, uh, videos on TikTok right now where they they have a girl, a man grabs her, she flips him over the shoulder, or she yeah. like spins around him and body slams him. Right. That stuff will not work under real pressure but gouging the eyes is excellent because the attacker is going to be in close anyway right and so the, the primary there's primary targets and there's secondary targets so the primary targets they're they're targets where if it doesn't take a lot of strength if you hit those targets it will cause an involuntary response for the attacker the secondary targets are targets that hurt but it doesn't necessarily take the attacker down right so Kicking them in the groin is great, like a good kick to the testicles. But if if the eye gouge is there first, you go for the eye gouge first. Okay. It's more debilitating. And I can tell you that as a guy, like you, you've probably had, you've probably seen guys or men, you know, playing soccer to get hit there and they go to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. But most of the time when we get hit, hit there, like hitting the testicles, it hurts, but we can still go mm-hmm. unless you just get a real good look but if you're able to gouge someone's eyes, you go in and gouge the eyes, then um it is debilitating. And you go for the eye gouge after you've already tried to back that person off, uh, after you've already given the warning. Like if somebody's approaching you, you don't r- run up to them with your hands like, up, <laughs> like a, like a yeah. tiger telegraphing <laughs> the eye gouge. Right. You know? Because you're only gonna get, you know, one chance. You have to be um you know, speed and and trickery over, you know, running up to them and say, okay, I know self-defense, I'm gonna gonna gouge your eyes. Um, It's in close, you get in close and you gouge the eyes. You know, one of these days we're gonna have to like do a video and do a video demonstration.
2: Yeah. Man, that just sounds, I'm so sensitive about eyes. I'm a contact lens wearer and I'm always worried about the safety of people's eyes in general. That would be so hard for me to do to someone. I mean, I would have to know factually they're trying to. And you can't apologize either. Yeah, (laughs) I would have to know factually that they were really in here to hurt me before I could go that far. That just makes me cringe to even think about doing that to someone. for coming at you. I guess so, (laughs) man. So,
0: so, you know, the thing is, like, I would say, don't worry you would be able to do it like the fact that we're just sitting here on a podcast right now, you know, um, and we're kittens, talking yeah. and you're, you're, you're able to think it through, you mm-hmm. know, like say, oh man, you know, like I would be worried about that person, but here's, if somebody was attacking you yeah. or attacking, you know, someone that you love um, you're using a different part of your brain. You're using That's that right. animal
1: side of
3: That's your brain
0: right. and you would sense. totally be able to gouge their eyes. Let you me know? T-
3: Can I tell you a little quick story? About yeah. something, see how, what you think about how I handled it. Um, so I, I have a bedding business and people come to my house to pick up items. Well, we used to live in a house where the, um, they, uh, there was an alley and the garage was in the alley. So I didn't want people to have to drive down the alley because you know, there's no place to park park in the front, come through the house, go to the garage, get what you want. So when they were leaving to go through my kitchen and out the hallway to the front door, I just went ahead and was getting back in my position at my kitchen table where my computer was. So that was basically, you know, how you got to put your leg between the table and the chair, you know. So basically at that point, you're kind of locked in. Right about the time I get my foot between the chair and the table to sit down, the guy just stops at the hallway and turns around and he says, do you always let people in your house? And I said, yeah, why? He goes, don't you worry that somebody might hurt you? And I said, why would I be worried? I have a gun in my pocket. And my husband's back there in the bedroom, and he's got a gun. And that dog over there, he'll come through that glass and eat you. So I'm not worried. None of these things were true. And he just goes, oh, okay. And he left. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but after that, I got my LTC, my license to carry or whatever they call it now, uh, concealed carry, whatever, uh, CCL. But um, anyway, I I just, it was my, I don't know how that just popped in my head because normally I'm not good on a whim like that. But anyway, yeah. just, what are your thoughts on something like that? Because I think that he might have, I mean, obviously it felt like he was kind of contemplating, was I a possible target? He was in my house with he me was, and, yeah. you know.
0: He was, uh, he was shark by That was, and that was excellent, by the way. That was really good. Um, defense, yeah, like you do you know, your wits. And there's so many stories. There's a, there's a book, um, it's called The Gift of Fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a great book uh, for women who are interested in self-defense and it just, it just goes over just, man. So it's not a self-defense book, but it tells like different stories oh. and it is, it is a great book. But yes, the fact that you did that, your I mean, your survival instincts kicked in and everything came together. And, and yeah, that, in that case, you bluffed them you bluff them and you're right. Uh, we call that uh shark bumping. So a shark will bump into something to see if it's food or not.
1: Ah. An,
0: attacker, mm. an attacker will shark bump you. Maybe verbally, they might say something inappropriate or they might uh, ask a question, an innocent sounding question to see how you respond and they see if you're food or not. You know what mm. I mean? I'm not, I'm not talking about like some cannibalism. No, right. I what you're
2: saying. Yeah, yeah. a victim, see, they're looking for a victim. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so baby, so you're right. I think he shark bumped you to see, you know, like, cause that is a weird question, you know, but if yeah, you're right. If you didn't say, you know, I never thought about that. He might've been on you or he might've been a concerned citizen, but you had no way of knowing.
2: Right. And that's such a weird thing to say. If you are just a concerned citizen, that just sounds so weird. I was so paranoid
3: because I was stuck behind the table and I thought, I can't even freaking run at this point because I'm stuck in between the table and chair, you know, trying to get out. So I just popped that off and he went, oh, okay. I think I've
2: definitely been sharp bumped before. I've been very fortunate not to actually be attacked, but everything you're talking about, that's very interesting with the sharp bumping. I think that a lot of us women have been.
0: Yeah. And, and I know it has to, I know it has to be annoying too, you know, like things that guys don't even think about. Like Now here's the thing, men, we get attacked too, you know, don't get it twisted. Right. We get attacked. It's just sometimes it's a little different, you know, for different reasons. And sometimes it's more extreme. Like, um, you know, if somebody came and attacked me, uh, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like a conversation. It wouldn't be, you know, it, it would be uh, immediate. You know, they might have a weapon. It might be just a, just an ambush or, you know, multiple, multiple attackers, you know what I mean? So sometimes it works different for men, Mm -hmm. um, depending on, depending on who it is. Um, you know, but the eyes are a great target. You, you gouge it and you don't, it is a myth that you can actually pop somebody's eye out. That's a myth. Um, but you know, you were, so yeah, like a lot of people ask that question, but yeah, whenever your contact starts to mess up, you can't just close your eye and just continue on. It, it affects both eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so with the attacker, you know, if you get uh, a good eye gouge, he he can, he can pass out. It is very debilitating. Um, a key in the eye, I know we have key fobs now, so it's not, there's not a lot of keys. <laughs> there won't be, right. in, you know, in five years or so. Right. Um, and another primary target is the throat. Throat is a great primary target. It's a little bit hard because you have to strike the throat. Uh, using a V strike with your hands, or you can use the, the other side of your hand, like, a, or the elbow. Um, we have our phones in our hand all the time. A phone. If you grab your phone and just lightly tap your throat with the phone, it is a great throat striking tool.
1: Oh, you know, uh, that's
0: good because and we always have the phone in our hand. You know, so you step in a quick strike to the throat. Uh, another way to get to the throat. Let's say the attacker is in close. You know, he has you in a bear hug, or, or let's say you're already on the ground, um, and and he's in close. You can simply turn your head and clamp your teeth down on the throat. Mm. You use your teeth every single day. the The throat is not designed to be bitten, you know. And a lot of people are like, oh man, you're trying to be, turn me into a vampire. No, this is <laughs> this is, dirty, this is dirty biting, and 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 you know the attacker expects you to push him off to fight and stuff and if he's in close and he's on top of you and you pull him in and you clamp your teeth I mean you can crush the windpipe like that wow you can do a lot of force with the teeth um, and of course the ears is a is a great secondary target uh, a secondary target that meaning that it hurts it will throw him off but it doesn't necessarily take him out so if you hit a secondary target, you, you got to go back to the primary target. So if you hit somebody in the ears, you go right to the eyes. So if you kick somebody in the testicles, be prepared to go back to the eyes. The ears, you can box the ears almost like you're clapping. Mm-hmm. That of course, you can bust the eardrum. It's not about how hard you hit the ears. It's about cupping the ears. And if you do it you know, just right, you can bust the eardrum or you can at least throw them off. Mike Tyson showed us all that you can bite the ear <laughs> if they have a <laughs> ear for whatever reason you can't escape. You know, biting somebody anywhere, it can it, it gives a good freak, a freak factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you wanna you wanna skip the torso? No shots to the torso. Do you remember that movie uh Miscongeniality? Yes.
1: yes.
0: Do you remember the self-defense class she gave?
3: Um, I think I do. do. You remember that part? Yeah. So at
0: the end, she did a, a self-defense demonstration with he um, grabbed her from the back yeah. and she said, sing solar ble- solar plexus, instep, nose growing, right? Yeah. Don't even, don't even go for it. Like she elbowed him in the gut and he, he kind of like softened his grip. That would not work in a real life situation. Oh, okay. So just avoid. Now you might see a boxer hit somebody in the stomach and they'll go down. They know how to punch. They know how to strike. Uh, but if you strike somebody that's bigger and stronger than you in their torso, it's almost a waste. it's it's a waste of time. Don't use your energy. Go for the eye gouge, go for the throat, or move on down a little bit and go for the testicles. So if they uh, if they have you in a bear hug, if they have your arms, of course, you can just drive the knee up. And this stuff that I'm talking about is very simple stuff. It's not anything that, you know, a lot of the listeners haven't heard before. Uh, but I do want them to get away from like the fancy stuff that you might see on TikTok. I can't think right. of any examples. Like like flipping, that, but
2: yeah, like flipping somebody. Yeah, yeah. some well choreographed flip over. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see myself flipping a, those, flipping a large guy over your shoulder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there might be some martial artists out there that's like, what? You can you can do this stuff. And, and I've had like some of my good friends are uh, females and they're black belts and they're different disciplines. And sometimes I'll come in like an attacker because whenever you're like martial arts do work, that don't get me wrong on that, but size does matter. And so sometimes when we practice, I'll come in come in at them like an attacker and and it's messy. And so if it's, you know, and it's not choreographic, sometimes they're not able to pull off the movement, we just fall down on the ground and I'm on top of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so the groin is a great target, a kick to the groin, a kick to the testicles. But another thing you can do, like let's say somebody grabs you from behind and they have your arms trapped, your hands are already there. You can just reach up behind you and grab the testicles, throw your head back, bash their, bash their face with a headbutt and you're screaming all at the same time. If they try to put a hand over your mouth, keep you quiet, you grab their fingers and you bite down as hard as you can and you continue to fight you're trying to grab a pinky, snap it back and it's a it's a it's a constant um you don't just go for one thing. Have you ever picked up a cat that that didn't want to be held?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's scary. That's
0: what you want. That's what you want to be, the cat. So even if you forget everything I say, if you, if you simply just try to be the cat that doesn't want to be held, mm-hmm. it
2: They're good at wiggling out of them. out of your hands. Yeah. Yes
0: yes and they'll scratch you a few times and make these weird noises and uh jump jump back you know the attacker is not looking for a challenge they're not looking for somebody to say oh man you know what uh she looks like she will fight back i love it when they fight back they're looking for easy prey Mm -hmm. looking for somebody they can intimidate somebody that's not going to fight back somebody that's going to uh comply and do what they and do what they want um and and i do want to say you know we're talking about these self-defense tips um, this is not necessarily for a situation. If you're in a domestic domestic abuse situation, you defend yourself, but then you go back and you're in that same situation. It's not it's not gonna work. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so. Um, yeah, it's, there's you know if somebody's listening right now. They're in a domestic abuse situation. They're being abused, and they're like, oh, I'm so glad they did this episode on self defense. I need to know it so I can you know learn how to fight against my boyfriend. It doesn't really work like that. Right. They're just going to come back harder.
2: Right. Because when you hurt this person in this way, you don't ever want them to see them again. Yeah. And vice versa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the, um, I can't remember that. But then they do it on The Color Purple where, you know, he was abusive and she fought back and then he kind of left her alone. It doesn't, this is going to come back harder Yeah, unless you, you know, remove yourself out of that situation. Or even with Jennifer
3: Lopez where she... He was constantly getting worse and worse throughout the show, throughout the movie, and then eventually he hurt her really bad, and she finally left. So yeah, that makes sense because they they got that close contact with you.
0: Yes, yeah, and and they can just continue. They can continue to escalate things, you know, you know. So we talked about you know like the the, the eyes. We talked about the ears, the nose is a great target, a secondary target. It hurts. You can uh, do a palm heel strike or a hammer fist. Um, I always tell my people to avoid punches. And again, you think like, wait a minute, well, boxers punch, uh, karate people punch, martial artists punch. Yeah, because they spent months, even years, learning how to throw a punch. But if you went out and just punch somebody today that attacked you, you're more likely to damage your hand mm-hmm. than you are to damage the attacker. It's not really gonna do much. Um, Mike Tyson, speaking of Mike Tyson, he when he was on Top of the World, he was the, the baddest man on the planet, he got into a bar fight. He won the fight, but he broke his hand. And he was one of the best punchers in the world. He knew how to punch. And he wow. still broke his hand in the fight. You know, the hands are, the fingers are very delicate. That's why, you know, hand doctors, they get paid so much. The hands are very delicate. And they're not, you know, you can make your hand into a fist, but they are not uh, made to ball up and, and ram it into something. You that know, so sense. keep your Open and go for an eye gouge instead. Now, another target that you might not think about. Uh, some women know this, but a, a lot of women don't think about this in a situation. The tongue is an amazing target. How do you think you would get to somebody's tongue?
3: <laughs> Total silence. I guess We're like a... get a fish hook them. <laughs> I, mean, I guess you yeah, stick no, your finger yeah, in your you mouth. Know. Stick their finger no, in your no, mouth.
0: No, no, you're not gonna. No, you don't want to put your fingers in somebody Because they you can bite, bite your, your fingers. Right. Yeah. That's
3: why I was like, this I is, don't
0: know. This is kind of a trick question. Some people know this right off the bat, but in, uh, in sexual assault situations, over 50% of attackers are reported to kiss the victim. Uh, even if wow. they don't know the victim, they, they kiss the victim to make it more intimate. And so let's say for whatever reason, they already have you on the ground and you're not able, you, you weren't able to get to the eyes, you weren't able to get to the groin, they just, they already have you on the ground. you're like, okay, um, you know, you do, do something we call fake comply, where you're like, okay, I'll do whatever you want. If the attacker sticks a tongue in your mouth or anything in your mouth, you, you remove it, you bite it off. Mm. So you bite, okay, you bite it off. Okay, got
2: you, yes.
0: You don't nip it. Have you ever bitten your tongue before?
2: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely Of course horrible.
0: you have. So, and it's horrible, but you don't bite your tongue off. And the reason why you don't bite your tongue off because it's your tongue and you feel the pain and you let go, right? Right. But if an attacker is on top of you and he jams his tongue down your mouth, you bite it off, you remove it. You don't you don't bite it a little bit, you you remove the tongue. And so some people may think like, oh, but if I bit his tongue off, that's just gonna make him angry. That attacker is already angry at you. He's already angry, right, he's already right. angry at something. You're not going to make him more angry, but if you do remove his tongue, can you imagine the freak factor? It Man. doesn't matter how big or strong you are. You know, the, the tongue still has the same. Yeah, it still has the same consistency as a as a piece of steak. If you can bite into a piece of steak, you can remove somebody's tongue. No, no amount of weightlifting can make somebody's tongue resistant to a bite. Wow! And there's so many nerve endings and blood vessels attached to it that. Yeah, like you said, excruciating pain, but also the blood vessels where they 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 can't just go about their business. Oh, you bit my tongue off. Okay, I'm gonna continue to assault. They they can't you mm-hmm. can't physically do it. That'd
2: yeah. be that's amazing. Yeah. Wow.
0: So like I said, you know, this is a lot of stuff we talk about is stuff that's against the rules. Yes, it's not fair fighting.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's okay. You it's not fair talking. if someone's attacking you. So that's right.
0: Right, right. You gotta meet, you know. Fire with fire, force mm-hmm. with force sometimes. Uh, and, you know, there's, a, uh, what were you going to say? Were you going to ask a question? No,
2: I was just going to ask you about where we could take your self-defense classes, but go ahead and finish your thought and then we'll go over that at the end.
0: Oh, I I'm, I have many thoughts, right? So, I mean, we've kind of talked about the ground portion of somebody gets you on the ground. Sometimes, you know, in a, in a situation where you just have to wait for the right opportunity. You can't immediately get to a target and you can't immediately fight them off. Um, and like, just like you did in your situation where you said, Oh, I'm not worried. I have a gun in my pocket. My husband is there. And he has a gun. Um, sometimes you have to use your wits and there's so many different scenarios, so many stories out there where people have used their wits. That's why I was talking about the, uh, the gift of fear is a, is a great book to get. Uh, but you also asking where can, I, uh, where can you take the self-defense class?
2: Well, yeah, and I know so- that, I know that, um, you teach locally in the Ellis County area primarily. Is that true? And, um. I know that you've been a trainer for many years, but do you also offer self-defense classes to women?
0: Yes. Yes. I've, I've often, you know, I've trained, I've done self-defense as long as I've trained, okay, you know, since cool. 2005. And so, um, so the place I'm at, it's off of um 287. It's off of 287 and Lone Star. You know, you just give me a call. And I can tell you, but I also, I'm completely mobile. So there's sometimes, you know, people, they can't get to me. I go to them.
1: Nice. Uh, some
0: people don't, don't feel comfortable attending a class, and most of my classes that I do uh, outside of going to schools. Like I'll go to your school. Last week uh, we went to a couple of schools where the seniors had a safety day, and we did you know self defense over there. Uh, but I'm mobile, you know. So if you have if you want to have it in your home or you want to you know rent it out a place, I can come to you and bring my mat. I have my equipment. And I can bring it to you. That's Now cool. I do my classes. Yeah, so, so yeah, so I I I try to take out as much excuse as possible. Well, awesome. Know,
2: if any ahead. of our list, if any of our listeners are interested, how would they get a hold of you? Should they follow you on Facebook and Instagram?
0: Yeah, they can follow me on uh, Facebook if you uh, type in AJ Tucker self defense. Okay. Uh, that's my that's my Facebook.
2: Okay. Great. Um, you
0: know, I post stuff all the time. But they can also uh, give me a call or shoot me a text at 817-774-6552.
2: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. anyone out there listening, AJ has fantastic Facebook. You have very entertaining um, social media. I really enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah, you have all kinds of interesting <laughs> yeah. stories and sure. everything. Yeah, it's really, really cool. All of it ties into self-defense pretty much or true crime. Right. It'll be perfect for our clientele.
3: Absolutely. It, and for us, because, yeah. you know, she's a real estate agent and she meets people and I yeah. meet people. We both meet people all the time. Yeah. Year, so I'm a
2: realtor. A... So I, I get scared every once in a while, you know, I'll think, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. I hope this isn't yeah. a psycho. Yeah, that happens.
0: So speaking of uh, being a realtor, I do quite, like, there's a lot of, um, companies that sponsor classes for real realtors. Yes. So I'm doing one next month in Fort Worth is sponsored by uh Tarrant County Roofing uh for Fort Worth real estate agents. But I do I have classes and I, we found that Tuesday is the best day to do classes with real estate agents. Not on the weekend, not yeah, on Friday that's right. It's <laughs> a great day. And so I agree you're
2: with that. Well, that's doing a real great. estate class.
0: I'm with, uh, yeah, I'm
2: with Fathom Realty and we do classes from time to time. That's a great idea. I may be contacting you. Yeah, that would be a great class.
0: We can tailor it to real estate agents because real quick, I know you got to hop off, but uh, a friend of mine, she, you know, she helps teach the safety class for real estate agents. And there was an incident that happened in California where uh, there was a, she was in the house. There was a man who was kind of being obnoxious and she felt like she was in danger so she did the right thing. She went outside, but then she stopped in front of the house and pulled out her phone. The guy who goes out. Uh, she stands right in front of the camera. You know how the, the houses have security cameras, like yes. a ring. And so he looks right at the camera, smiles, and then attacks the
1: woman. <gasps> oh my God.
0: And she told me that uh, in the safety classes for real estate agents, and this was a couple of years ago, they probably changed it. She said that. If you're you're showing a house and you feel uncomfortable, they teach you to immediately go outside, pull out your phone and call somebody. And I disagreed immediately. I said, no, if somebody, if you get out, you get out of there. You just right, go. Leave. And yeah. yeah. And so that really uh fired me up to really just uh have a day like set aside a day f- just for real estate agents. And we just go over just different scenarios and uh some of the stuff they've learned in the past and you know, like some of the things that they can do differently.
2: I love that. Okay. Yes. We'll be in touch on that. You know, we picked the
3: perfect time to have this podcast because this is um, April is the uh, SAAM, which is sexual assault awareness month. So this is a perfect time for this, you know, because I guess they have like, yeah, go over different things and to to stay safe. And I guess that goes right along with
0: it.
1: That's
3: awesome. Oh yeah.
0: And uh, if you do go to my Facebook page, make sure you grab the uh, ebook. I have a free ebook. All the stuff that we just talked about here oh, uh, it, it has all of that written down. It even has pictures in it, <laughs> Nice. But, um, but it's on the, um, if you go to the, you know, like the, the profile, you, you just click, click on the ebook and it's a free ebook on there.
2: Well, thank you. Awesome. That's
3: fantastic. I have another question. Um, I know that yeah. a lot of people will um, suggest uh, these safety key rings that have all the different little things on them. I don't really know the, the uh, technical terms mm-hmm. for them you don't referring to. Um, do yes. you suggest those or are they actually? Is it like an alarm or a mace? No, it's like a key ring. And I think there's like a fuzzy thing, which says obviously not the safety part, but there's like a, yep. it's like a long metal thing that you can use to gouge their eyes with. And mm. then there's like another thing that you put on your fingers to use to, I guess, hit them with. Oh, okay. but do you suggest those? Cause I see them often.
0: So, I mean, I prefer pepper spray. Okay. Because hmm. pepper spray, you can hit them from a distance.
3: Okay. That At makes least, sense.
0: Pepper spray has a range of 15 feet. I see the key rings and I'm not against them, but I'm not for them. And the reason why is because, you
1: gotta get
3: too close. uh,
0: you have to get close. Yep, that's true. And the thing is, if somebody is, you know, like if somebody has a wrestling background or like they, they're a guy that has been physical all their life and you have it and you try to go for that key strike, it takes coordination and accuracy to hit somebody in a certain place. Now, if you do have a key ring, you know, there's ways you can do, you can like go right for the throat or right to the eyes and that that will work, but you, you're kind of in the same situation. Unless you have that key ring out in your hand and you're ready and they're on you, it's, it's better to know what to do with your hands or it's better to have that pepper spray out, ready to spray that fool before he even gets close to you. Right. Uh, that's that how makes I feel sense. about key
2: ring. Yeah, that's great. I'm gonna get right. some pepper spray. Yeah. That's a really good point. Another.
3: Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go I was go just going to say another um, one that we um, had talked about, we've talked about it on our podcast before a company um, it's called she's birdie and it's a small device that um, it's kind of like a, well, it's not kind of like it is an alarm. So you just, mm-hmm. if somebody comes up to you and gets close, you just pull it and it has this really loud sound and it has like a, a light strobe light that you're supposed to put mm-hmm. in there like towards their face. I don't know if you've ever heard of those, but do you suggest those you think those would be a good deterrent?
0: Um, I've heard of the devices, and, and again, they they are okay. Uh, but if you think think about this, though, think about how desensitized we are yeah. as, a, as a people, right? True. And so if you're, if you're outside and you hear a car alarm,
1: yeah, do
0: you immediately get up and go towards the car alarm? Oh, my God, something's going on. I heard a car alarm. Right. <laughs> or do you just say, uh uh-huh, somebody's people, car alarm is yeah, there. Yeah,
2: people don't even flinch anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's true.
0: So if, if you hear some loud noises and you see some strobe lights, you're not gonna go, you're just gonna walk right by, you know. Mm-hmm, but a right. blood curdling scream, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know this person, you know, what are you doing? And you're sc- like screaming your head off, that has a lot more impact than a than a device. You know, what if he's on you before you're even able to pull the string?
2: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. of, okay. That's the, the, why I asked. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that is good. I'm getting pepper spray for sure. Right. Yeah, pepper um,
0: spray. Burn that person, but a uh, the uh device is not always a deterrent to that somebody that's out of their mind.
2: That's true. Okay. One time I came out of the mall years ago and there was a guy oh. leaning on my, he was leaning on my car. I mean, oh just chilling on my car. And I, I mean, it could have been innocent or it, he might've been waiting to attack someone. So I just thought, yeah. Oh geez. You know? So I just suddenly remembered I I set off my car alarm. I got close enough to where it would pick up and he took off So, yeah, and I made sure I watched for a while to make sure he didn't come back. And then I went and jumped in my car and left. But that was like one of those instances where you just try to think of something, Mm -hmm. you know. That was smart. And and who knows? He might have just been relaxing, but he was on my car.
0: And I just didn't want to see him by myself. Yeah, you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt still. Somebody that's (laughs) leaning on somebody (laughs) else's car. She's sorry. Sorry. No, i was kidding. (laughs) Leaning on my car. that's right <laughs> that's right
2: though he was just full-blown chilling like leaning on my car and i thought oh i hope yeah. he moves before i get there and i would get a little closer he was still just chilled out sprawled out of my car so that alarm got rid you know, of him real quick
0: yeah the type of person that will sprawl out on your car may not be a good person that's i was true there's no innocent. you know innocent you you said innocent you might he might have been innocent
2: That's true. Why would you be (laughs) laying on someone's car practically? That's right. (laughs) I know I I wouldn't be.
0: (laughs) But didn't you see how um, we give people the benefit of the doubt always, no matter what? Right. You know, and so he was, yeah, he's definitely was probably bad news. You don't innocently just lean on somebody else's car.
2: That's true. There's a
0: small percentage of people that's kind of like, they have no clue and they do stuff like that, but most of the time it is a person that's ready to um you know overstep their boundaries right. in the situation
2: well and he had me so nervous that I have to admit I got a lot of pleasure out of seeing him jump when the alarm went <laughs> off I was <laughs> like see uh, that's what you get <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. he jumped um but anyway wow. so yeah this is such a good episode thank you AJ we really loved hearing we all we these realized tips how
3: unprepared uh, we are oh yeah
2: really yeah I we learned a lot.
0: It's a- <laughs> I know our listeners learned a lot.
2: Now you, do you also, you, so you go everywhere, pretty much in the Metroplex, Fort Worth, you know,
0: Arlington.
2: Okay. So you're,
0: you're going all over the place. I I go to Houston, Austin. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Awesome. I
0: I, I do not play when it comes to this uh, self-defense stuff. Now I am creating a, uh, like an online program where you have, you know, like it's a course that you do online, but you know, before COVID, you know, like before this COVID uh, stuff started, on spring break, we were in California doing a class. Oh, nice! And that's right before the uh, the, the craziness hit because right. you know people were wearing masks and it's like nobody was on the plane and we did the the thing and then right when we got back home, that's when the all hell broke loose. Right. And uh, so I haven't traveled since then. But man, I you know if they have a group big enough, you know, like I will, you know, I travel to different places, like all over the metroplex most of the times. And if they want to do a big class. Uh, They're in a different state. I do that from time to time, uh, not as often as I used to though.
2: Okay. That's awesome though. Very good to know. And if anyone listening is interested, AJ Tucker Self-Defense on Facebook and you can shoot him a text at 817-774-6552. And we thank you so much for spending part of your afternoon with us here on True Crime Broads. And if you ever want to come back, let us know. We'd love to have you back on.
3: Yeah, maybe we can oh. do you can do like a video simulation or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we would yes, love that. Yes, well, absolutely. Yeah. So It'd thanks again. And um is there any one thing you could throw out there if, if maybe that when, you know how it is, maybe we might, somebody might listen to this and forget what you said. What would you say is the, maybe the top two most important things to take away?
0: Uh, the top, I mean, the top uh, important things to take away is you, 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 you have to fight. Yeah. You, you have to fight. Like, um, don't, you know, if, if, you, if, you're, if you give a meek response, you know, like try to plead with the person and say, hey, you're trying to reason with the person. Oftentimes that, that doesn't work. Gotcha. Um, and a, a lot of people are worried about the damage they're gonna do to somebody else, you know. Um, and, and again, just like you said, like, ooh, I, I would be worried about, you know, going for somebody's eyes because right. it, can, it can hurt them, you know, um, or like, oh, am I liable for that? You know, from a law a law standpoint, will I go to jail if I defended myself? Is like in that point in time, you, you can't worry about that. You have to defend yourself right. first. And worry about the other stuff later. You know, oftentimes you do something in self-defense, you're good. um, But you you, got to get rid of those thoughts in, in the moment.
2: Right. That makes sense. Awesome. What a great episode. Thank you, AJ. Yes, we loved having you on. Thank you. I was just smiling through the whole thing. This was awesome. (laughs) What a great program. Well, thank you so much. And we'll definitely be in touch. And we want to encourage our listeners to reach out to you for self-defense classes. And you also still do personal training, right? You're going to continue on with the exercise stuff?
0: I still do I'm, I'm I'm cutting that down a lot. Uh I'm going to I'm going to switch and do, you know, self defense more on oh, a great. full-time basis.
2: Okay, cool. I still
0: training here and there like yeah. private stuff, but yeah, the, the self defense is like
2: the main thing. Man, you
0: can, yeah, you can get an app. You can get a a Peloton like you can, you can get in shape. You yeah, can get in right. shape. Yeah, I see but what you're saying. The, the self defense stuff that I'm doing like the simulated attacks and the role play and stuff like that. Uh there's not many people doing that. Yeah, so that's really cool.
3: Do you have some videos on YouTube?
0: Um of the self-defense classes?
3: Yeah. Just like some examples I, and stuff.
0: I don't have it on public YouTube, but if somebody requests a video, I do have an overview that I send out.
1: Okay.
3: Um, uh,
0: but I don't have like a public video, like a bunch of moves and stuff like that. You know what yeah, I'm saying?
2: Right. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Well, awesome. Well, we'll yeah. be in touch, and we'll be watching your career. We're so excited to yeah, have thank you, you on so True much Crime for on. On. Yes, All reach right, out to you. us anytime. All right, we'll be in touch. Take care, AJ. Right. Thanks again. You thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye bye. Bye. Yo,